Hey, welcome back, everybody. We hope you're having a good morning so far. Should be a beautiful day, high around 90, perfect Labor Day Saturday weather, but uh, possibility of some storms after 5. Keep that in mind, and oh my goodness, we haven't talked about it, and I know everybody has for several days now, but hopefully if we do get a storm after 5, it won't be the end of the world. Again. What is going on every time it rains? Man, we lose power. Yep, 24 hours for me the other day. 24 hours. And, and I understand some people are still without power, so I shouldn't complain. It's unreal. And, you know, I don't know what to say, mm. except that, boy, we really got to be careful with this this whole, if this grid is this fragile now, right. and if it uh, is breaking down and we're having problems uh, today, imagine what it would be like. And I thought about this this week when we lost power. <laughs> If if uh, if we're all driving electric cars and we lose power, do, yeah. you, do you get the day off from work? Because <laughs> you can't charge it. Right. You can't charge your car. Yep, you're right. And God bless the men and women on the job because the DTE folks have been out there like an army. And I, I guess they brought in like a thousand extra people to get us back on. Yeah. You can't be mad at those folks. No, I know. I I, mean, it's frustrating. And you want to blame somebody? They've got a clipboard and they have addresses and they just follow it until the job's done. They have nothing to do with how it's built or how it's run. Mm-hmm. But uh, my goodness, they certainly had their work cut out yeah. for them. So hopefully, fingers crossed. After just, can you imagine, you just got your air back and now... Uh, I mean, a butterfly flies by my window and the power goes out, you know? You lose power a lot? Yes, a lot. you have a generator? I don't. It's a complex, so... Oh, um, that's a little difficult. Yeah. Can't really have your own kind of thing going. All right, well, uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, we don't have any problems Mm -hmm. if we do get some rain later on tonight. All right, let's talk about Jazz Fest. We've got Chris Collins on the phone He's the president and artistic director of the Detroit Jazz Festival Foundation. Chris, it seems like only yesterday that we spoke with you about last year's Jazz Fest on this program. You were one of our first guests. And I remember at that time we were talking about, okay, uh, yeah, we're excited to get back into it. You know, COVID really did a number on all the festivals and you guys were excited. And this year I know you're looking for great things. So tell us all about it. Well, first, thanks for having me on, Jim and Cam. It's great to be on uh, one of the traditional Detroit shows, Voice of Detroit. I'm telling you what, makes me feel like I'm home again. <laughs> uh, Detroit Jazz Festival presented by Rocket Mortgage. Again, our incredible presenting sponsor is back with us. It's super exciting. Uh, we uh, started last night, opening night, with our artist resident Chucho Valdez, who absolutely lit up the sky with his piece creation with large band, Half Detroit, and half uh, half uh, Latino musicians, and then we wrapped it up with the Soul Rebels, and it was just off the hook. So we had a great uh, opening night, and we start today at uh, uh, about noon and go all the way until uh, 10.45 or so today, tomorrow, and Monday, Labor Day. And uh, it's a super exciting lineup because, it, as always, it's something for everyone, but I put a new sheen on it this year where we have the great artists everyone you know recognizes, Bill Frizzell, John Schofield, Joe Lovano, Chucho, of course, Diane Reeves, uh, Cecile McLaurin, Savant, many of those kind of cats, and a lot of... Uh, over the last couple of years, I've been seeking around the world some of the new perspectives, new talents, new generations, but that are still right from the jazz art, as that is what we're all about, is yes. jazz and keeping it free and accessible to everybody. Yeah, it's a tough job for you guys because, you know, it's an art form, and as such, 
uh, it's encouraged to develop and evolve and change. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have kind of your hand on the tiller there to make sure we don't take it too far in one direction or the other and that the essence of jazz, whatever that might be, subject to interpretation, stays true, right? Well, that's the thing. Jim, you put your finger on it. I mean, you know, we have become known worldwide, especially amongst the artists, but amongst the festivals as well, as one of the, you know, one of the top festivals in North America, but one of the few true jazz festivals left on the planet. And a lot of it's because of money. People have to look to sponsors who, you know, demand that, you know, other musics be added, even pop music, you know, and things that take it in a whole different place. We are committed to keeping it jazz. We are committed keeping it free and not just at the festival, but all year round with our youth and community programs, that's the key. But it's a heavy lift. You know, it, it's dependent on our great sponsors, our incredible angel of jazz, the great Gretchen C. Valade, uh, but all the individual donors, those $1 and $5. And now that we have uh, over 2.5 million viewers uh, on our online element of the festival, uh, we're doing better. And we're looking towards 10 and 20 years from now. We want to keep this free. We want to keep it jazz for generations to come. And that's, uh, you know, that's going to take some effort. Yeah, Chris, you know, earlier we had a chance to speak with Anissa Leah. And I know you know who she is. She's our young 17-year-old prodigy. Um, hand chosen by you to play at the world's, you know, largest free jazz festival. Tell me how you came to, to, you know, get in contact with her. Yeah, well, one of the things I am insisting on, you know, I'm a musician by trade. I mean, travel around the world. I've been at Wayne State University for 30 years as a professor and director of jazz studies. And so I play with a lot of great musicians all over the place. And I listen to everybody. I get to hear what their projects are and so on and so forth. But I started when I first came in an open submission process from February through June. So every artist anywhere in the world can send me their stuff. I personally listen to it all. Wow. And uh, I make decisions about what what can be done. And I listen to everything blind. I'm just listening for the musical content. And when I heard uh, uh, Anissa's track, and occasionally this, this happens, you know, we have some great young musicians. And, uh, uh, you know, I didn't didn't know anything about her background. I didn't even know her name when I was listening and figured it was somebody much further along in their career. And I was like, why don't I know this voice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I said, well, I'm going to put her on. This is too important. And uh, then when I found out, uh, which wasn't for a while, that she's 17, mm-hmm. I was touched because... To sing like that, it's not. It, it, a lot of it is craft. You have to practice. You have to put in a lot of time. Uh, but I heard the influences of the great American jazz stylist in her singing and right. her interpretation, along with incredible natural talent. And all that put together, it's a testament to how important jazz as an art form is, particularly here in the Detroit area, given our symbiotic relationship with that art, but also with this young generation, it's inspiring them, they're investing in it, and then of course, Anissa, she'll start talking to you about Diana Washington and Ella Fitzgerald, you're like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you just wonder where that comes from. And then with her, there's a little bit of Amy Winehouse, a little bit of Adele in there also, so it's, it's, you know, it's kind of all all encompassing with her. It's the old and the with, new. Yeah, with, as a young person, it's why I have you know uh, all generations involved in our all star groups and throughout the festival. Look, uh, we're we're all interested in learning. Education isn't just for grade school. You know, right. we look at education as ourselves too, and and we need to have young folks. Uh, Playing with older folks, we need to have young folks playing by themselves, developing their own ensembles, because they bring fresh perspective in the music that they grew up with, which is what jazz is all about. It's yes. about the world, it's about styles, it's about 
the time, the moment. You know? you know, that brings me to a question I wanted to ask you last year, Chris, but I thought, uh, now, you know, this is going well. I don't want to get into this. But now that you've brought this up, I, I, this bugs me to no end because I'm a jazz guy. Uh, I know, yeah. For, forever. And, and, and I would say I give my parents credit for that because we – like many people, lived in a household that featured all genres of music. Mm-hmm. So I was exposed to it at an early age and, and just, you know, was blown away by it. But over the years, especially in the last, I think, five years, Chris, what is the deal with uh, the Hollywood crowd, the sitcom crowd, uh, particularly when they have a female character and they, they talk about jazz like it's terrible? It's it's kind of a running Hollywood sitcom joke, like, uh, well, nobody likes jazz, you know, kind of thing. Just wish they would play the right notes. Yeah, well, yeah, I wish they would play the right notes and, you know, making jokes about, oh, it's lazy or, it, you know. Where the world did that come from and why is that a hip uh, path for people to take? Well, one thing is it's uh, certainly something that happens far away from here because in Detroit, uh, you, you just said the key thing. You grew up in a household with this music. I was exposed to this music from my father's 78s in an old jukebox he had in the basement, and he played Art Blakey on the radio, and I, I, I fell in love with the, the intellectualism and the freedom of the music. Right. But in Detroit, we have this back-and-forth relationship. Detroit has influenced jazz for decades globally, and jazz has helped shape the culture of Detroit, along with gospel and R&B and Motown and the other musics that fed off of jazz. Because, first of all, every American music feeds off of jazz. Jazz is the root of American music. So it's, it's understandable people don't have lost that connectivity about that this music is a part of who we are. But at the same time, any art form, the first time, like, first time you went to the DIA and you saw a big white canvas with a red dot in the middle, a lot of people said, well, I could do that. Right, you know? <laughs> right. But, you know, you have to invest in art. That being said, anyone who was there last night for Chucho, for Soul Rebels, anyone who was there this weekend who hears Anissa or, or, or uh, Georgianne Muldrow, I mean, you don't have to be fully invested. You can be a complete neophyte, walk in for free to the Detroit Jazz Festival from Hart Plaza mm-hmm. all the way up to Campus Marshes and be be probably surprised at how familiar the music is, how engaging it is. And then once you realize that you are part of a spontaneous performance that comes and goes in the air, it feels like you're part of history. And this is the beauty uh, of jazz music. So I, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a farce, uh, what you, what, the, the Hollywood representation. Yes. Uh, but uh, not think, here, man. Love it here. Yeah, I think that comes from people who, who walk into a room and casually hear some uh, performance where there's a lot of free form going on. Yeah, and, scat. And they, and, yeah, yeah. And, and then they make a stereotype that that's all jazz. Right. But I love the way you put that, Chris. And tell us, uh, tell us about the online hookup for people that can't come down. Well, this is an extension of our mission. Gretchen Valade uh, once asked her, what can I do for you, Gretchen? You know, Christmas time, what can I do for you? She said, Chris, keep the jazz festival free keep it jazz, right? So those missions were important, and we wanted to extend that to the whole world. So building on our success of the last two years of, of broadcast, the last seven years of streaming, we are live streaming all four stages in real time throughout the entire festival at DetroitJazzFest.org for free to the world. And it's also on our YouTube channel, it's on our Facebook channel, and also a new partnership with Quincy Jones's Quest TV. They saw what we were doing, they were blown away, they called wow. me, we have a 
partnership they were streaming to three million more people to mm. their live their live outlets. So it's live and it's free on all these outlets, and we even have it on some public radio and public television, so if people don't have Wi-Fi, they that's can check it out. It's incredible. about everyone's invited to the party. Yeah. Everybody's invited to the party. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. And all I have to add at this point, Chris, is um, I want the Frim Fram sauce with the Austin Fay <laughs> with Shafafa on the side. <laughs> right, man. Okay. And, and uh, if you can arrange that, uh, I will be a happy man. Good luck. You've done a great job again putting this together. I know as soon as this one's over, sometime next week, you'll start on next year. So <laughs> best of luck. God bless. And uh, keep it going, man. It is the heart and soul of Detroit. And we're so proud of the job you guys have done. God bless you. And uh, good luck to you all. Have a beautiful weekend. Right, you too. You. Chris Collins, president and artistic director of the Detroit Jazz Festival. And, uh, boy, you got to check it out. Uh, that online uh, address is DetroitJazzFest.org. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, come right back, and we've got one more round of trivia for you and a chance for you to win tickets to El Debo. Coming up next on The Great Michigan Weekend. He, uh, did I say El Debo? I meant El Volo. <laughs> <laughs> I was channeling the 80s artist Debo. <laughs> Uh, with an Italian twist, yeah. Il, Il Divo. Il Diablo. Uh, you know what I mean. Yes. Il Volo coming up next on the Great Michigan Weekend here on News Talk 760 WJR.